0: So, I decided to make this amazing pyramid in Minecraft. It was made out of sandstone stairs with uh, pillars inside, four of them, also out of orange sandstone. The out- the stairs were made out of white sandstone, I mean yellow. And then inside, there were stairs in the uh, the opposite side when you walked in, which led up to the next platform and there, on the pillars there were also some ladders and then underneath the pyramid where a trap door lay there was the tomb of the of what you would usually have a king from the ancient egyptians time which had lava in iron and a chest with lots of treasures in
1: Welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Bernadette Valentine, and this week we're talking about the power of gamification in connecting with young people and inspiring them into engineering-related careers. The voice you just heard is a young man who did not want to do his homework on Egyptian structures, but once he realised he could do it in Minecraft, it was a different story. Minecraft was invented in 2011 by a Swedish game designer, Markus Persson, founder of gaming company Mojang. Minecraft allows players to use a variety of different types of block to build new worlds. And in September 2014, Mojang was sold to Microsoft for $2.5 billion, equivalent to £1.9 billion at today's exchange rate. To date, the game has had 61 million players. In our house, the Minecraft world has seen all manner of houses, connected by roller coasters, a parkour, or obstacle course, where characters have to jump over hot lava, and farms with multitudes of block-like animals that have to be fed and watered. These have been created independently or in teams with friends who can create worlds that they share. So the boy who didn't want to do his homework spent eight hours doing it in Minecraft, and I defy anyone to get a nine-year-old to work for eight hours on their homework. When I stopped him, he was still perfecting the pyramid creation, which not only contained a tomb and hieroglyphics but was symmetrical, contained structural supports and was lit with flaming torches all around the base. Not only was it roughly to scale, it was structurally possible. Combine this love of building things in the virtual world, the fun of working in a team with friends and you've basically got a design office. Recognising this and capitalising on its popularity, the Chartered Institute of Building, which represents construction managers, has created a series of lessons in Minecraft aimed at 12 to 14-year-olds. The institute may be 180 years old, but it has thoroughly embraced modern technology and the results have had a global impact. I spoke to the brains behind Craft Your Future, Saul Townsend.
2: We think Craft Your Future is, is the first of its kind in the construction sector. It's um, four lessons, each about four hours long, aimed at 12 to 14-year-olds who ha- have some familiarity with Minecraft. And basically what our lessons do is it takes them on a journey of discovery about what a career in construction is all about, and actually kind of links them into some of the technology. And some of the ideas behind building information modelling and in, in the industry.
1: The lessons are aimed at two audiences for teachers to use with students and for companies to use in their outreach initiatives with schools. Saul says that the CIOB first began looking at this five years ago.
2: We, we started to get involved in Minecraft back in sort of 2013. We realised. Um, that Minecraft was a really growing movement. It's now about 50 million players plus. And we saw stories about organizations like the Tate using Minecraft to introduce young people into art and introduce artists into that space as well. So they were creating entire worlds from sort of Salvador Dali and getting. Minecraft players to experience that world in Minecraft and then by doing so learn a little bit about the artists behind it. And that, that is where the formation of this idea started to come. And we tested the water with running a few Minecraft competitions that were about building a house for the future or building an icon um, in, in, the, in the world's landscape.
1: The CIOB was shocked by the level of international interest that its early initiative received.
2: We had a surprising level of interest from a real range of people. We um, we had one of our winners from the competition was a 14-year-old, I think, from Brazil. Um, and a previous competition that we ran was actually a member of the CIB who was in their 30s. So we had a real range of players and it went beyond what we initially thought. And at that point, it was really a, it was quite clear to us that we needed to do something a little bit more substantial than just running a competition each year.
1: Saul himself spent a lot of time learning how to play Minecraft in order to ensure that the CIOB created something useful for members.
2: Yeah, I played it for a, a ridiculous amount of time, probably about six months plus, And I think I built more houses and stuff in Minecraft than I would ever imagined. Um, I tried to copy even um, some YouTube films of really serious Minecraft players who are replicating real life structures like Beijing 2008 in Minecraft to scale. And they are literally taking the blueprints from some of these iconic structures and recreating them. And the more you go on this journey, the more you realise actually there's some real sophisticated levels of of gameplay in Minecraft. It looks quite 2D and blocky to start with when you begin. But actually when you start to look at how everybody else started to use it and the more sophisticated players, it gets super interesting.
1: The next step was the creation of Craft Your Future which is set in the fictional city of Newtown. It consists of four lessons. The first familiarises players with the game controls and enables them to replicate basic structures like walls within small teams. The second has a theme of reconstruction, showing how buildings today can be reconstructed into new mixed-use facilities. The third lesson is all about using the creation of a new building to learn about the various roles involved in a construction project, Construction managers, quantity surveyors, architects, contractors, and so on. The fourth lesson takes students through a real-life project example.
2: And then the fourth lesson is kind of like an open lesson. It's four hours, but you can keep on playing it. And we decided to use Battersea Power Station and the challenge of an iconic, massive, gigantic project like Battersea and pose the question to students, if you you had the same criteria as the real-life construction managers and clients of this project, How would you go about achieving it in Battersea Power Station? And that is actually a lesson that just has no end almost.
1: Take up of the initiative has been wide ranging with interaction in places that the Institute could not have predicted.
2: So we've made versions that are available for your iPad or what's called the Pocketbook Edition through to the sort of education version of Minecraft, which is called Minecraft Education. And we've seen schools in New York and Brooklyn for example film their students playing this game and actually making presentations to the other half of their class about the sort of things that they've been building and the other half of the class is kind of like representing the, the local public and the client and asking questions about how do things work so we've seen this manifest itself all over the world. Largely in America, we've had a big take up. And here in the UK, we've got companies like Boigs currently using it as part of their school engagement program and part of a contest that they're running across the UK. Um, and we've had interest from smaller and different sized construction companies who really want to go into schools and leave something quite meaningful behind. And I guess the beauty about Minecraft is that it's really starting to its toe into the education sector through some of the partnerships that Microsoft has with schools and colleges and universities. So a lot of the technology that you need to support these lessons is actually already within a lot of those schools and colleges.
1: Saul says that the project is in its pilot stage and is now inviting feedback from teachers and schools as it seeks to expand the age range that could play the lessons.
2: I think the sky's the limit, but at the moment we just want to hear back from people that are teaching these lessons about what they think of them.
1: According to Microsoft, the popularity of the Minecraft Education Edition is growing. It launched in the UK in early 2016 and cost schools around £3.60 per pupil for an annual licence. But in other markets, such as Scandinavia and the US, an education version of the game was already in use. Today, 115 countries are using the Education Edition and 35 million licences have been issued. Supporting implementation are 350 experts known as Minecraft Mentors. One of these is Jessica Pilsner, a teacher at Renton Prep Christian School in Seattle. She also talked about how international the game is, describing a recent project where her students worked with a school in Japan on a city development.
3: Our director of our school had visited a school in Kyoto, Japan, and they had been using Minecraft and then started a project. And the project that they were doing was to create... Important locations where they lived. And not only did their teacher want them to understand the history and the cultural aspects, but they were also learning English. And so they decided to create their projects entirely in English and then work with us to be the mentors. And my students were in charge of giving them feedback on not only their design and their build of the structures that they created, doesn't make sense, but also on the English that they used. The students used an agent, which in the education edition of Minecraft is kind of like a minion that you can use coding. You can either use block coding or JavaScript to code the agent to either build for you, to perform some task. What their teacher was having them do was create an agent that would actually be a tour guide. So essentially they were building these important locations And programming their agent to walk you through, share important information.
1: This involved real and virtual interaction among the students.
3: The students got to talk back and forth with each other via videos as well as writing comments to one another. It became a really impactful lesson for my students because obviously we had our discussions on engineering and design, even on coding. One of the pieces that were missed by the students creating was. How they utilized loops in code to repeat um, actions, so they didn't have to code it multiple times. And then also giving instructions they didn't think about yeah. once they got into their world. They didn't know how to cue the agent to start. So that became a big talking point on how do we communicate when we design something so that someone who's never experienced it before knows what to do.
1: This is also something that engineers have to consider when designing machinery, equipment, buildings and infrastructure. or operating instructions clear for future users? Using Minecraft to improve communication skills in this way is an advantage that other teachers have also recognised. Christopher Stewart, a PhD student and lecturer in rhetorics, communication and information design at Clemson University in South Carolina in the US, is also a Minecraft mentor the university specialises in engineering and agricultural subjects, but offers a wide range of degree courses. Chris teaches modules in a subject called Composition, which incorporates written reports, technology, web communication and video skills.
0: started introducing it as, um, as a team building exercise where I was going to have students all jump into the same world together and they were going to kind of build something together, um, go through a very small tutorial that comes with the game and it went reasonably okay. There were a lot of students that were that were offering a lot of pushback saying that they didn't wanna play a game in a classroom and all these other things. Um, however, it wasn't until my second semester when I actually built a world for my students to explore and then give them tasks, uh, which required research, which required um, team building exercises, and it also required project management. All things that my students would have to do in their engineering or um, their STEM-focused major.
1: This has evolved to include coding and sees the students work in teams to split project tasks according to their skill sets. One of the assignments included taking a structure or object and transmediating it to create a Minecraft version, a bit like the Egyptian pyramid example we heard about earlier.
0: And I had students choosing the Colosseum, the neighborhood from SpongeBob SquarePants, Uh, creating Star Destroyers from uh, from Star Wars, Um, Coraline's house and her Underworld house, um, her Mirror World house uh, from Coraline, Um, all different types of structures. Um, Other projects that I've had them do, I had them to create a group project together. So they would take one student's research essay that they would do before we introduced Minecraft. So everybody would vote on which project they wanted to work on. And then they would recreate representations of the research in Minecraft.
1: Chris says that the results of this can be incredible and a great preparation for careers in engineering. The
0: most complex that I've seen of my students, she actually recreated a battleship to scale from World War II from her hometown. And she wanted to make sure that um, when certain buttons were pressed, uh, doors would open or uh, maybe what she created as the gun uh, would, would move. Um, she wanted to create it as as close to scale as possible, um, both inside and uh, the exterior. Um, interiors are extremely difficult to do in Minecraft because the ratios seem, are, are, are very off. Um, most walls are not, um, you know a meter thick um, so it really changes when when you start creating the exterior um, she was an engineering student and she said okay so I don't need as many decks I don't need as many hallways um, but I'll create it as close as I can and she created four decks um, of this battleship um, and from a distance because it pixelated up um, up close it doesn't it, it looks good but not so good. But from a distance, it actually looked like the picture of the battleship she showed me. Um, and the engineering feat that goes into all the redstone mechanics and, um, and the planning uh, deck by deck and all the research that goes into it to, to get as many reference features as possible, um, the blueprints if available and those kinds of things. Um, those kind of, when, when my students go above and beyond and, and create things to scale um, inside and outside, um, that's where I think the the power of Minecraft really comes through.
1: Back in the UK, Benga Oludotun, a structural engineer, a consultant WSP, and a STEM ambassador for the Institution of Civil Engineers, also finds Minecraft useful for connecting with potential young engineers. As an ambassador, he goes into schools and talks to seven to fourteen year olds about potential careers in civil engineering. Something he feels is very important because of a general lack of understanding. About what a career in civil engineering entails.
4: As a Nice East ambassador, um, I used Minecraft in the creative mode to engage with um, young people within the ages of seven to fourteen to try and connect them to the creativity that is within civil engineering itself, and um, I also get them to understand the similarities between um, creating civil engineering structures such as bridges, buildings, tunnels, harbors, in the Minecraft environment as against the real world where we actually do build the stains for actual um, reasons and um, purposes.
1: As a next step, Bengal wants to work with other STEM ambassadors and schools local to his office in Birmingham to form a Minecraft club. He says that Minecraft enables him to challenge preconceptions that civil engineering is boring and not creative.
4: Almost half within the ages of seven to eleven think that engineering is a very boring career, that it's not fun, it's not um creative at all. They they just think it's um, about, you know, looking dirty every time. <laughs> so So the aim is to try and use this game to let them know that no, civil engineering is quite fun and it's quite fulfilling career as well. And it's not just about, um, you know, bolts and nuts. That's a lot more that you can affect, you know, cities, you can affect your town, you can affect society, you know, improve society at large as well. And just get them to see the bigger picture.
1: This is particularly critical considering the need for more engineers in future.
4: When they're picking their GCSEs, they pick that, the subjects with a current engineering in mind as well so that we can also plug the skills gap which we in the engineering industry know is looming and we really really pursuing um, plugging that as quick as we can
1: this skills gap is key to why organizations such as the chartered institute of building and the institution of civil engineers are seeking to capitalize on the popularity of minecraft According to Engineering UK, an additional 124,000 engineering roles per year need to be filled in the UK over the next decade to replace retirees or meet demands of expansion. High-speed rail alone is expected to require 7,200 engineering and technical staff by 2020. At the same time, in its Professional Skills Report of June 2018, the Institution of Civil Engineers points out that the nature of the skills required by engineers is changing. Team working is becoming increasingly important, it says, particularly with multidisciplinary working crossing the boundaries between disciplines and companies. This reinforces the need for greater breadth of skills, including communication and embracing digital technology. Having visited hundreds, if not thousands, of construction projects during my career, I see clear similarities between the children working together in the US and Japan to build cities in a virtual world, and design and construction teams using software that feeds into project-based digital models and cloud-based project management systems accessed by all parties. A client in Dubai, for example, has teams in London, Jordan, California, all working with the local engineers in the UAE, and this is normal today. In the same professional skills survey, companies were asked what the top five skills were that they required from employees. These were found to be judgment and decision-making, critical thinking, time management, complex problem-solving and creativity. It's not surprising then that professional institutions and some engineering companies have recognised that children who've grown up playing Minecraft are developing these skills along with a digital mindset, the ability to communicate and form successful teams. By joining the dots between these games and engineering careers, they're raising awareness of STEM careers and hopefully going some way towards filling the looming skills gap. Engineering Matters is a production of Rebe Media, produced and hosted by Bernadette Ballantyne. Special thanks to the Chartered Institute of Building, Clemson University, Renton Prep School the institution of civil engineers and WSP mixing and editing by John Young additional story development by Rhea Owen theme tune by JM sounds additional music by pond five executive mentor is Rory Harris and we'll be back in two weeks with more if you like this podcast please leave a comment or review on your podcast app this really helps others to hear about us or simply tell a friend to have a listen Engineering Matters can be found on all podcast apps and on our website at rebe.media.